you ever lift your head up from your phone, look around, and think to yourself, my God, everything is weird. Well, we do a lot. This is the Observation Station, a unique, entertaining, and hilarious podcast. If we observe it, we talk about it. Anything and everything. Anything and everything. Let's get weird and let's have some fun. This is the Observation Station. And now your host, Tommy Heights. Hey, welcome back here to another episode, guys. So today's episode is going to be about airport lounges. But just wanted to recap the last episode here is why you should use a credit card. So went over a few things of the pros and cons of using the, the credit card and uh, having it where you can possibly use cash or a debit card. But check out that last episode. I go over everything of why the credit card is going to be most likely uh, in your favor. So today we're going to be talking about the airport lounges, the differences between all of them. Some have their pros and cons depending on which one you go to and also what airport you're flying out of. Because if it's a smaller little airport, you're really probably not going to have much choices of lounges. They're going to have a McDonald's maybe <laughs> if, if you go to the airport there. And that's, you know, if you're lucky, some of these airports. But you you want to have it where you get to these airports at least three hours early because, first off, you want to get through the security. You want to get through all of that jazz. And once you're done with the security stuff, which is the worst part of the entire trip, in my opinion, besides if you have a, a kid kick in the back of your seat in the plane, if there's nothing else, that's like the worst part is security. So you get through, get past TSA, got your laptop out, blah, blah, blah. Got right through there. And then you go to your specified lounge, depending on you know what access you have. To start off with the most basic lounge is called the priority pass. So priority pass is, I mean, all these all these credit cards really, it doesn't really even matter if it's like a $95 annual fee, 100, 150, whatever it is. A lot of them come with the priority passes already as a perk for the card. Though not all priority passes are made the same. So I have, uh, like I've been mentioning many times in this podcast, the American Express Platinum card, which gives you a priority pass just like every other premium travel travel credit card. But through the Chase Sapphire Reserve, that priority pass card doesn't even matter if they look identical besides the numbers, the Amex has shorter numbers on it. That Chase card gives you credits to use. And like if there's a restaurant in these priority lounges, like if you have the Amex priority pass, some of them actually don't uh, give you credits for the uh, the restaurants where the chase does. So there's little intricacies between the priority passes, though it is a whole lot cheaper than paying for food inside the airport. Because my God, I don't know who came up with these damn prices. If I mean, you get one beer, $22. You get a sandwich, another $15. Gee, I mean, you're, you're, you're like spending 100 bucks right here with two people getting nothing but a beer and, and two sandwiches, and, and then you got to tip them. You can't just stiff the people. You got to tip the person 18% or 15%, whatever it is, because, 
this is, I mean, unbelievable. I, it's hard to even explain how people have not even been able to explore this route. Because when you go into these lounges, first off, you don't have to deal with all the commotion, hearing the microphone, attention, attention, attention. Can we please have Cindy Jones, Cindy Jones to the office here or, or to the front desk here, Cindy Jones. And then you have another one. Hello, hello, hello. We're trying to look for a Karen, Karen flight 740, Karen set. I, that is hell. How are you supposed to have any tranquility when you're, when you're hearing that and you got the babies crying for the mommy then you have it where you have people running down the, the hallway going a hundred miles an hour with their, the funny thing is when you see these parents cruising, I mean, they're Usain Bolton down this mug and they're going over here and the little kids with their door, the Explorer backpack with the, with the, with the shitty wheels on it. They're just hitting all over the sides of the wall. Mommy, mommy, hold up that the dad doesn't, he, he's not worried about that. He just needs to get there. I paid for all these tickets. That dad's worried about something, you know, <laughs> But you, you, these poor kids, they get lost in the abyss. Mommy, mommy, then you go, I don't need to deal with any of that. When you're at the lounge, you're lounging, you're chilling, you're sitting down. Can I have a beer or a wine or whatever? Get some food. You don't need to deal with that stuff. That, that, that's why the airport experience to a lot of people when they say, I hate flying. Yeah, it's because you're flying incorrectly. You don't have TSA pre-check. You don't have clear. Uh, you don't have lounge access. So basically, you're just walking through TSA, getting treated like a criminal. Okay, you get through there. Uh, you have to wait in line forever for people that have like never traveled before. So that line can take forever. Then after you get there, you're getting yelled at by TSA. Get your laptops out, slamming the stuff, blah, blah, blah. Well, if you had clear, you get through that. You don't have to deal with the line. And if you have your TSA pre-check, you go through there and you're already golden. You're in the airport. Now just look for the lounge. I mean, from there, you're completely fine, especially if you have it where your flight gets delayed. They, they'll have it where, you know, you can go back to the lounge there because I think you you only can go three hours before your specific flight. And if it gets delayed, you can just come back and they'll honor that you can come back into the lounge because it's not your fault. Yeah, the flight was delayed. So. All right, so you get the priority passes. There's like 1,300, 1,400 of them across the world. Really, I've heard, not that I've tried it yet, but I've heard the priority passes internationally are have better spreads than the American ones. So um, it's just what I've heard throughout the uh, community of uh, you know uh, boards and everything that talk about the priority pass cards is that the people send pictures from maybe like Amsterdam. It's like, whoa, that's a complete different spread than what you're going to get maybe in Houston at one of the lounges. So from there, then you have the priority pass, then you can have it where their airline lounges themselves. So you have like Delta Sky Club, the United Club, and the American Airlines Admirals Club. So there's a lot of different, I mean, you can go, there's there's the Emirates lounges when you go in, into the uh, like Abu Dhabi or, or Dubai, and then you have the Qatar Airways. Everybody has their own specific kinds of lounges for loyal people of their brand. Uh, I mean... The Delta Sky Club, actually, the nice thing about that is with the Platinum card, you don't even have to have uh, the, the Delta Reserve card, which is their highest, which allows you to get into the Centurion lounges, which I'll be going into later, and the Delta uh, Sky Club for the Delta Reserve member. So the Sky Club can only be accessed if you're flying Delta, that specific flight out. 
So if you're flying Delta and you have the Amex Platinum card, you can use the Delta Sky Club. If not, you, you can't use it for that specific flight. So there's all kinds of little workarounds of how things work. But every lounge has a different vibe to it also. It's just kind of like a town. Some are nicer, some are not as nice. So with the, usually like the Delta Sky Club, I haven't flown Delta before, but I'm going to be flying Delta so at least I can get the experience of the Delta Sky Club itself. I have, though, used the Centurion Lounge a few times, and I have basically never had any complaints because they have the best spread. Even when I look on YouTube of people trying to take a little bit of video of the different uh, priority passes, I mean, Centurion Lounge is a complete different game. That's like basically saying you're the difference between a, I wouldn't say Rolls Royce, but S-Class brand new Mercedes because Rolls Royce is like, whew, but I'm seeing like an S-Class Mercedes versus like a, a Kia entry-level hatchback or something like that. Sorry to the Kia drivers out there. But there there's a, a difference in service because like if you need anything at the Centurion, oh, yes, sir, I, I'll, I'll be able to get that for you. And there's the, the bars there have it where you can get to unlimited drinks. I mean, to a certain extent, you can't be stumbling over trying to ask for drinks. But these are the, the amenities that are offered. The food is very good. You can have like 12 different kinds of coffee. I mean, the latte, Americano, espresso, chai latte, every, and they have a machine to make it for you. In the morning, they have a different spread than at nighttime because they had the breakfast time. I went to the Centurion Lounge in Houston. I mean, they had energy shots, uh, French scrambled eggs. These are just like completely different things that I'm used to uh, in the other lounges because then they're like, oh, well, in a priority pass, you're like, yeah, here's a cold sandwich that's wrapped up in uh, saran wrap and some, you know, uh, orange juice bottle or a milk carton. And you can get unlimited of it, but it's like this is like a school lunch versus having an actual meal. Also with the Centurion uh, uh, Lounge, depending on which ones you go, because some are bigger than others. If you go to a Centurion Lounge in like, say, JFK in New York City, that's going to have a lot different amenities. So a lot of people come into international flights to JFK or, you know, vice versa or whatever it is. They have different uh, amenities in there. So you can get a massage. That's like 30 minutes. I don't know with the pandemic, sometimes uh, there's modified services, but I know that they're offered there to uh, make a long story short. So say uh, shower also, if you have a long flight, you have basically nowhere to shower on a plane unless you're like the first class, which is a $30,000 ticket of some like Emirates Airways of a shower. You know what I'm saying? But, you know... In the showers that you can use in the American Express Centurion Lounge, that way, if you have a carry-on with the change of clothes, if you need a business meeting or something when you leave the airport and still to be fresh without having to go to your hotel, that will alleviate all those problems that you can take a shower there, relax. If you need to make any uh, calls, they actually have specific call rooms that they're soundproofed in the windows, so you can go inside there and you know you can do your calls, you can be on the computer, do any you know, loud speaker stuff. That way you're not disturbing the rest of the patrons inside of the lounge. Also, if you have kids in the Centurion Lounge, they have kids areas that are soundproof because no one wants to be hearing kids yelling. Nobody. So, you know, the kiddos can have their own little thing. That's fine. Never had actually really any problem with loud kids because usually people in those lounges kind of have an unwritten rule of, hey, it's kind of like a... 
it's kind of like a, a library where everyone just kind of keeps to themselves and, you know, just makes maybe a call here or, 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 you know, or just making small conversation. No one's really like cackling really loud or making a scene because it's just the socioeconomic tier that goes into the Centurion Lounge is a completely different game than someone that maybe is in a priority pass lounge because it's two different uh, hurdles that you have to get to get into one lounge versus the other one. It's exclusivity. Also, if you're going to have it where you're looking to see what's going to be the best lounge for yourself, uh, I would have to say if you travel a lot to major cities, there's just nothing better than to have the Centurion card because that way you're getting all the priority passes. Or not the Centurion card. What am I talking? That's the black card. Ay, ay, ay. I'm thinking way too big. I'm talking Bill Gates. Platinum Centurion. <laughs> I'm already talking about a card you need to have minimally $250,000 to spend just to be considered for the card. <laughs> That's a different story, guys. I who knows what kind of stuff you get with that. But uh, no, with, with the Platinum card, you get the Priority Pass. You have it where you get the Centurion Lounge access. I even have it where now with the Sapphire Reserve, the Chase Sapphire, apparently there's uh, Sapphire Lounges that are going to be coming out. But they're like in Hong Kong and different places. But they have to be competing with Amex. Amex is just coming out with that heat. It's just not messing around. And you, you got to have good competition with these lounges because if it's just going to be where, you know... The, there's nothing but just, you know, the Amex and and Chase, and there's just going to be two. Amex is very good with just everything that they do, but you got to have a lot of different competition. That's why these other Priority Pass lounges are going to have to start, you know, raising up the game or no one's going to probably try to keep showing up to them um, if they're just going to be having sandwiches that are wrapped in saran wrap. I mean, maybe it's just me being a little bougie that I want to have it where I can be served hot food and, you know, asparagus and roasted potatoes. and th- I don't want to be eating a, t- a tuna sandwich. I'm way past. That is, that's for when you play soccer as a 12-year-old and you're having uh, Capri Suns with your buddies out there eating orange slices as a, as a tuna wrap. I'm not even talking about that. It's garbage. No time for that. I'm not I'm not doing that. So just giving you guys the heads up on the differences because you have to pay to play in this world just like anything. You get what you pay for. So with that being said, uh, the next episode, I, I wanted to go into more health conscious topics a little bit here. So I'm talking about daily food choices for the next episode. What that will entail is saying, well, what are you buying daily and what are you eating on a daily basis? Are you snacking on something? Are you drinking too much soda? Are you just sitting around all day and saying that you're too tired because you've been sitting around eating fried food? So we'll go over really just trying to break the BS of what's in your mind versus what is actual reality because there's two separate things because you can play that uh, little uh, thing in your head going, you know, I, I don't have, you know, I, I feel this is fine. I'm happy the way I look. And then you look at yourself and you go, well, you know, I'm not that happy with the way I look, but you know, if you're if you're going to take a real look at yourself and call a spade a spade, that's what that next episode's about to really see what are you eating and why is it making you feel that way and how to alleviate it. Not going to be easy, but that's why you're joining me so I can walk you through it. All right, guys. Well, with that another episode down, you guys are the greatest. So, I will be seeing you guys on Friday at 4:30 p.m. Eastern Standard. All right, guys. Thanks. Have a great one. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Observation Station. We find everyday life and everyday situations 
hilarious. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And be sure to tell a friend about the show. That would help too. See you next time on the Observation Station. Observation Station.